0: Hello there. Welcome to episode 43 of Musical Connections. Zach Snow back with you once again for another episode. We got another great pod on the way, and this one is going to make you laugh your heart out. On next to connect we are connecting with the founder of Laughing Heart Music and the chair of the board of music NL, Nigel Jenkins. We're going to talk to him all about how he got started in the music industry, why he decided to focus on the industry side of things, How laughing heart music got started and how it has grown to the force that it is today we're gonna have all that and so much more on next to connect right after this week's newfound releases and we got some great ones lined up for you this week this covers september 10th through to the 16th we kick it off with elder chaos and a lot of these acts you may not be familiar with but you'll be getting familiar with over the next few weeks Elder Chaos is the stage name of Evan Watton, and very interesting stuff here from Elder Chaos. Here's Alien Space Bats for you now on newfound releases. Uh. Elder chaos with alien space bats on newfound releases we now go to electronic rock duo golly and it consists of Jerome Hines and one of my old co-workers at Stingray which uh both of us don't work there now obviously um it is Jason Mills and this is a great tune here for you this is the political sway right here on newfound releases.
1: The so time you feel between
2: yourself is making things just I left away, I couldn't
1: see it in my mind, and then I had to steal. Someone else's eyes to see again, I find you and see you and look, and every time I, I die inside, reach. I went into the woods and never did I know,
2: but... Talk, look, and pass, box, the vacuum suck!
0: Is golly with the political sway on newfound releases we now go to Jim Shanahan and I'm, let's see if I can pronounce this Skogan's head from their album kick off your boots here's the title track right here on newfound releases
3: oh that's the way we do it and that's the way We're going out tonight, lads, but we don't know where we're going So kick off your boots, boys, your boots and, throw your and throw off your hats You better sit right down, stay where you're at Yeah, kick off your boots, boys, and throw off your hats You gotta sit right down, stay where you're at the boys they did decide they Well, they're going out on the fair They're going out to O'Reilly's pub Going on a tear They're up there on the dance floor Swinging brandaloo They're going over the yellow belly Drinking home blue So yeah, kick, you off boots, kick off your boots, And throw off your hats, and up your hats. You Better yeah. sit right down Stay where, Stay where you're at Yeah, kick off your boots It right down, stay where you're at Oh, that's the way we do it And that's the way it's done. Down here in Newfoundland You're always having fun We're drifting and smoking Putting on a show We're going out tonight, lads But we don't know where we're going so kick off your boots, boys, and throw off your hats. Better sit right down, stay where you're at. Yeah, kick off your boots, boys, pues, and throw off your hats. Gotta sit right down, stay where you're at. Yeah, kick off your boots, boys, and throw off your hats. Better sit right down, stay where you're at. Yeah, kick off your boots, boys, and throw off your hats. Better sit right down, stay where you're
0: at. got sit right down, stay where you're at. That is Jim Shanahan and Skogan's Head with Kick Off Your Boots right here on Newfound Releases. We now go to a frequent contributor here on this segment of the podcast, Logan Bolt. Here's his new tune for you. This is Swim on Newfound Releases. Hey. this hey. one Bolt, that is Swim on Newfound Releases. We now go to Porto Poutines, who are up for Francophone Artist of the Year at the upcoming Music NL Awards. And I'll be down there next month to celebrate with all of you guys. And best of luck to all the Music NL nominees this year. It is an absolutely stacked class. Right now, from their debut album, here's Au Pop de Tempête right here on Newfound Releases.
4: Ce vendredi, on n'est pas parti d'ici Tant qu'il fera tempête, on sera là pour faire la fête Né à l'abri, on va fêter toute la nuit Et venez faire le party, car le show va commencer Bonjour, Venez-vous réfugier Au oh pop, au oh pop, au oh pop des tempêtes Autant mauvais temps, c'est en tant que ça va passer Au oh pop, au oh pop, au oh pop des tempêtes On a les gyps de la bière la musique tout se distraire Tant les verres sont relevés, on doit pour se réchauffer On a sorti l'accordéon, le boran et le violon Prenez vos bon pas de cuillère accompagnez le prochain bar ici De l'horreur, ils tombent clous et qu'un soir ils vont t'en fous Soyez bien préparés car c'est en temps que ça va penser Alors soyez bien installés, prenez le temps de vous décrire Les musiciens sont accordés, prêts à jouer Ce vendredi, on n'est pas parti don't we <laughs>
0: Pop de Tempête right here on Newfound Releases. We now go to a brand new artist here on this segment. Repeat, and I gotta say it's one of the most creative names ever. <laughs> and and he has this uh, country rap thing going on, and uh, it's, it's some really interesting stuff from his debut album of the same name. Here's Redneck Baby right here on Newfound Releases. <laughs>
5: Taking it slow.
0: baby that is repeat on newfound releases and we wrap up with another frequent contributor to this segment Valmy, and Valmy of course is going to be my guest on next to connect in a couple of weeks so make sure you stay tuned for that and she dropped her debut album the in between last friday and here's my favorite track that i will be playing for you right now from that new album this is wednesday on newfound releases
6: Hear it in his laugh. That reckless abandon, thrown his head back. I watched and wonder him smiling like a child. If he ever caught my stare, he didn't say. Just held me the right way. Mm-hmm. When we drove down to the harbor Talked for the whole ride And then it started snowing Right through the sunlight I watched in wonder My face turned to the sky I caught him looking at me But I didn't say Just pulled him my way by the shore on a Wednesday down at the beach and let the water sneak up on a slumber Climbed climb to higher ground to wait for the morning sun a tired, adventurous one And I wanted to ask him what brought him there alone Ooh Live clear in your own heads, too much for your own bed or your close friends. It's a feeling I know. Sharing each other, late into the night, the light and heavy things playing on our minds. He was the caring kind, good company for a short time, and happy was I to find. Hmm.
0: of newfound releases is in the books of course if you want to contribute your song for newfound releases make sure to send the song in wave or mp3 form you include a bio and some production credits because of course i like to feature who wrote the song and who composed the song all in the description of the podcast that you hear each and every tuesday and send some press photos over as well because i like to feature them on my social media when they come out of course, the place to send all that to is musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com. And this week, I'll be looking for releases from September 17th through to the 23rd. And now it is time for Next to Connect. This week, we are connecting with Nigel Jenkins. He is the founder of Laughing Heart Music and the chair of the board of Music NL. We talk about everything and nothing, really. We're going to talk about him growing up in Happy Valley, Goose Bay, and his study of law, and how that turned into him focusing on the industry side of the music sector. We're then going to talk about why he moved to Newfoundland and Labrador, and how Laughing Heart Music has become the juggernaut it has been today when it comes to music industry support. We're also going to talk about how he got involved with Music NL and how he became the chair of the board. We're gonna get to all that and so much more on next to connect with Nigel Jenkins, the chair of the board of Music NL, and the founder and owner of Laughing Heart Music. Alrighty, welcome back to Musical Connections, and I'm your host Zach Snow, and we are gonna introduce you to one of the faces behind the scenes that you may be seeing a lot of work uh, being done around the West Coast and overall in the Newfoundland and Labrador music scene in general. With acts such as Ruben Rake, Kelly McMichael, and Rom Ragged to their roster, Laughing Heart Music is one of the premier agent and management companies in the province. And based out on the West Coast, they've also made some noise out there as well with a record label and the brand new 62 Broadway um, hub that opened about a month or so ago. And joining me right now is the founder and owner of Laughing Heart Music, my man, Nigel Jenkins. Nigel, welcome back to Musical Connections, man.
7: Hey, Zach. Happy to be here.
0: And uh, thanks again for coming on here uh, on the podcast. I should also mention you're also the chair of the board of uh, Music NL, and um, you're a very busy guy, and you don't stop much, I'd, I'd say.
7: Yeah, I've, uh, I have yet to learn how to say no, uh, which has resulted in lots of wonderful opportunities, and you're right, it's uh, made me quite busy, but I like being busy keeps the mind occupied and uh yeah we've been having a lot of uh, great things happen as a as a result so
0: listen man when it comes to saying no i'm pretty terrible at that myself because when it comes to the <laughs> yeah. radio and this podcast i have a hard time saying no to that but um i guess we're both like-minded people that way we're passionate about what we do and we really love the work that we do and it really shows in the results that we put out uh not just me but yourself as well
7: yeah yeah absolutely
0: now, Mom, I want to get things right off the bat because this is your second time on the podcast. Because we talked back in uh, your home base of Steadybrook, Newfoundland, and Labrador during the Celebrate NL, uh, Conf- uh, Celebrate NL um, event that happened uh, during Music Celebration last year in, uh, in Cornerbrook, which was a fun time. But uh, first things first, yeah. uh, how are things in your world right now, Nigel?
7: Good. Uh, as I said, you know, quite busy between the, the company, all of our artists, quite active this summer and into the fall, lots of new records coming out, uh, a bunch of new staff. were are sort of still getting onboarded here at that 62 Broadway in Cornerbrook. So, uh, booking busy, really, and feeling good about it.
0: And you're really doing some great work, too. Uh, I've seen some posts on social media of the shows you've had at 62 Broadway, it's really buzzing there uh, ever since you've opened the place and, uh, live and current music is on a roll right now, but I really want to dive deeper into your career because, um, I don't ever remember you playing any instruments since I've known you. You've mainly been focused on the industry side of things. So what drove you, uh, to pursue, uh, music in the first place and in particular, why, uh, the music industry, uh, why the industry side?
7: Yeah. So I, I did grow up playing, um, in bands. I played, piano until about age 12, and uh, then switched to guitar, moved to Cornerbrook. When my dad retired from the military around 2001, Oh wow! met a drummer here named Cameron Lawrence, who I started, you know, my first serious junior high school band with. Uh, we played right through high school together, recorded a, a song in the studio with Louis McDonald in Deer Lake that we pressed onto CDs and sold out of our lockers for two bucks a copy. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, through my undergrad uh, years as well, played in a variety of bands. It wasn't until law school where it sort of became more difficult to make the time for my own music. Um, but that kind of leads into, you know, practicing law, leaving the practice of law. And then my career in the music industry side of things starts from there around 2015 so the opportunity came up to tour manage ben kaplan on a on a headlining u.s run he was doing from so i started with them in new york city we went as far down south as austin texas for south by southwest and came back up through and right after that i flew out to the east coast music awards in st john's newfoundland that year uh so 2015 and volunteered in the export buyers room met a bunch of folks got some internships back in halifax and you Know six months ish after that, September 2015, I incorporated Laughing Heart Music and have been building the company ever since then.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful, and uh, it really has exploded ever since uh, you really formed that in the mid 2010s. Um, I just wanted to ask right, right, right now, um, you're not originally from here, are you? Are you from Halifax?
7: No, so I, I was born in Happy Valley, Goose Bay, uh, oh, wow. and Military family, so we popped around, popped around a lot. We lived in uh, Shearwater, Nova Scotia for a time, overseas in Germany, uh, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Gander, Newfoundland. was my dad's last posting, and he retired after his posting there, and we moved to Steadybrook, just outside of Cornerbrook in L1.
0: That's that's crazy, man. And um, you've really made Steady Brook uh, and the Cornerbrook area your home ever since. And you've really become a big name out in the West Coast uh, uh, of Newfoundland, and really making that scene explode. Because when everyone thinks of the music here in the province, they always go to St. John's. But it's really nice to see that West Coast presence out there with uh, you know guys like yourself and uh, and like um, Reverend Dave Peddle and uh, Mike McDonald uh, are really you know putting that work out there to you know help it thrive.
7: Yeah, I like I like to joke with friends that I have the biggest record label in Steady Brook. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's yeah. wonderful. That's wonderful, man. Now, um, you did a uh, you graduated with a certificate in entertainment law at Osgood Law ha- Osgood Hall Law School. Words are hard today, yep. but um, it's just mind boggling how much work you've done over the past like decade or so, uh, or almost decade. Um, so you graduated with a certificate in entertainment law at Osgood. Hall Law School, and you were also a graduate at Schulich School of Law at Dalhousie University. So, um, why make that move over to law? Is that something that you really wanted to like have under your belt to you know pursue that industry side of uh, music?
7: Yeah. So the 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 timeline for me was I, I did my undergraduate degree in English at Memorial University from two thousand and six to twenty ten. Uh, I went to Dalhousie Law School, twenty ten to twenty thirteen. I got called to the bar here in Newfoundland and Labrador first, uh, and then in Nova Scotia. And the entertainment, uh, the certificate in entertainment law from Osgoode was something that I did in 2014 or 15, around that time, because as I was sort of transitioning out of full-time legal practice and into artist management, I did have a, a short period where I was offering entertainment law services and, and wanted to, you know, brush up on... That those skills and that knowledge before I sort of hung my shingle up uh, as an entertainment lawyer, and um, was lucky enough to get some support from Music Nova Scotia at the time to to go to Toronto to do that certificate and and come back and offer those services in in Nova Scotia.
0: Awesome. Now, um, why focus specifically on artist management? Uh, do you feel like there's not enough artist managers um, at that time, and like even nowadays um, when it comes to um, the music scene here in the province?
7: I can't claim any sort of, like, uh, grand vision for myself as an artist manager. It was kind of something that I that I happened into. So I had this, this legal background. I had left the practice of law. I had this experience with Ben Kaplan and started doing these internships. Some were at, you know, record labels. Some were with artist management companies. And it just felt like with my, you know, with my legal background, with the sort of uh, humble musical beginnings. I had my interest in the industry, uh, that that was a role that I could, that I could fill and Mm -hmm. do well in. Um, and I had, you know, I was lucky enough to have folks who very early on before I had anything to show for myself were willing to work with me in that capacity and take the risk with me, um, as I was getting started.
0: Awesome. So how did all this lead into the formation of uh, Laughing Heart Music?
7: Yeah. So again, the the legal background played into that. I knew how to incorporate on my own. I knew sort of the benefits of incorporation long term and was um, not fully aware, but had sort of a sense that there were there were things that companies could access that you know a, a sole proprietor or, or uh, another unincorporated entity might not be able to. So I just opted to incorporate right away because I could I was able to do it on my own. Um, and of course, that's led over time to access to a variety of you know programs and funding that are specifically for uh, incorporated for-profit companies. So it's been to my benefit to be incorporated for as long as I have been and um, yeah, I was lucky to be able to to handle a lot of it on my own, which made it affordable early on to do that.
0: So what were those early years like of Laughing Heart music? Because it must have been hard to, you know, like really have like that artist management like out there, uh, like in the Maritimes and then eventually on the West Coast of Newfoundland. Um, so what were those early years like for Laughing Heart?
7: Yeah, you know, I... I look back on it now and mostly what i sustained myself on you know if we're talking about what the year early years were like financially i sustained myself by also working as a notary public so i had a sweet little notary public website that i had built and done all the search engine optimization for so i was like the go-to mobile notary public in halifax so you know for an hour or two every day i would slot in all these notary public clients at the halifax central library i'm just i would have people meet me there i didn't have an office so i had no overhead uh and lives very nearby and the money i made from the notary public business is what enabled me to save money within laughing heart music to not have to take money out of the company so i I don't think i paid myself uh, from laughing heart music probably for the first two years like the company is making more than that a month now so it's like you know very very humble beginnings um but what was what was like beautiful about that time was you know uh, it was a very small company i was just getting started with a, you know well one established artist ben kaplan and an, another group hillsburn from halifax and hillsburn at that time were really just getting started and had a lot of buzz so um you know learning and growing together and and figuring it all out and i was you know i went on a lot of the tours that um my bands were doing and um made a lot of mistakes uh but you know got through those first number of years um to a point where you know the company was earning more the artists were earning more and then of course you know you get into years three to five and there are different sorts of growing pains than you experience in the first first couple of years and now we're in year eight I guess our our tenth anniversary will be September twenty twenty five. So wow yeah um and it's 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 been a great journey uh a lot of struggles but ultimately for me the the ability to sort of self-navigate and self-direct and all of it being focused on the support of artists who i love and believe in um just it makes the the parts of it that are challenging still
0: meaningful yeah, absolutely. And going through those mistakes and really learning from those mistakes to, you know, make yourself better in those years three to five and then six and seven. It really, uh, you know, makes those rewards even more sweeter than, uh, you know, they would save you, achieve them like right off the bat.
7: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's just like um, there's a certain amount of growth that is just always going to be incremental in nature. I think, um, you know, I came into the music industry with expectations of things developing for my artists and for myself much quicker than they did in reality. But there's something to be said for building a solid foundation slowly, uh, which is what I I think we've done uh, over these last eight years with the company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you started in Nova Scotia. Why move over to the West coast of Newfoundland in particular? Was there like the scene that was struggling there for a long time that, that just needed that like main hub to, for people to go to, to, you know, take their careers to the next level?
7: Uh, Nope, I got engaged, and uh, (laughs) my wife is an optometrist who had an active practice in Western Newfoundland, so that, you know, love uh, being the primary motivating factor. Also also being the second factor because my family is here, so that's, you know, love slash family. And then, you know, thirdly, just, yeah, wanting to be home, finding myself, 2018 when I did move home, so I would have turned 30 that year. Uh, and you grow older, your your priorities shift, your your aspirations shift. And I wanted to continue my build from home to be able to prove that it really doesn't matter where you are in the world that you can, you know, you can build a, a sustainable career in the arts. Um, from anywhere nowadays because of you know primarily because of what technology allows but also you know we've got a great regional airport here in deer lake uh and so when i do need to be other places in the world i can get to halifax same day i can get to montreal same day i can get to toronto same day and from any of those airports i can get anywhere else i need to be so
0: yeah and it really goes to show like especially the past three years when the COVID 19 pandemic first started i mean um just for example, I mean remember when you were doing those like uh, industry interviews for uh, your Laughing Out yeah. Music uh like podcast mini series on the side, um you really use Zoom to uh take full advantage and really learn more about these industry professionals. I remember you had like Tom Cochran, Dean Stairs and of course your uh your fellow coworker in Mary Beth Waldrum and and fellow yep. uh, board member. Um, it really goes to show like like what technology is done now, like I mean, now there's even considerations that, like, a lot of the jobs these days are going to be taken over by AI. So uh, it's crazy to see how much things have evolved over those past couple of years.
7: Yeah, and I'll tell you, for me, um, I drew a lot of inspiration from uh, Classified, who, you know, is a, a a national touring, diamond-certified recording artist who built his his home and his life and his family life and his professional life from his his hometown, his home base of Enfield, Nova Scotia. So I was lucky enough to do some work with him over the years while I was based in Nova Scotia and, you know, to go out to Enfield to, to take meetings with them or to sit in on studio sessions and to see him, you know, around with his kids, with his wife, Kim, with his brother, Mike, his family around constantly. I really uh, admired that and, and took it as sort of an inspiration for myself to, Be able to build something here at home and it's been so valuable you know my wife and i have had our our first child had our first child in november 2020 and to have family around to be able to support us so that i can continue to grow my business my wife can continue to grow her practice it's like there's so much value in that
0: absolutely man now um on the note of laughing our music who was your first ever signee to that label and uh, what was your first ever signee from newfoundland and labrador that you've ever worked with
7: Yeah, so my first two signings when I started the company would have been Ben Kaplan and Hillsburn. They were both signed to the company in 2015. I I honestly can't remember who was first. If either of them were first, it would have been right around the same time because I sort of Uh incorporated and got got management contracts out there. Uh, And then in terms of the first Newfoundland signing, so when I moved home, um, I I had my eye pretty squarely on the guys in Ruben Rake and rum ragged and so in 2018 when i moved home started working with the guys in, in Ruben rake and then in 20 well december 2021 so the start of 2022 began working with with rum ragged and um that was around the same time we started working with kelly mcmichael as well um so yeah three three incredible artists that got signed and then more recently which you know we'll, we'll move into this but when mary beth came on uh, Meredith waldrum came on with the company she brought her incredible action labrador silver wolf band with her um and so it's it's the four acts from newfoundland and labrador that are that are on the roster right now
0: yeah that's wonderful i mean you've built up such an amazing roster uh over the this, these past like uh five years or so of course ruben rake have really gone on to have a uh, great success music here in newfoundland and here in the maritimes and then rum ragged they're uh on a big tour right now And by the time the, this does air they're already uh Preparing to release their uh, fourth album, "Gone Jigging," is the first under Laughing Heart Music's direction. Silver Wolf Band, very talented guys, and uh, Kelly McMichael, absolutely amazing. I had her on the podcast a couple of months ago, and uh, yep. she's talked quite a bit about you. So um, it's great to oh, see that, man. like you, you are really starting to build like a nice roster here, not just from of the Maritimes, but here in this province as well.
7: Yeah, that was an important focus for me when I moved home. You know, I wanted to plant roots. In Newfoundland and Labrador. And one of the ways I did that was by intentionally setting out to sign uh Newfoundland and Labrador Base Acts to the to the roster. And then you know, we can maybe talk a little bit about joining the Music NL board. Um, I'm on a couple of other boards here in Cornerbrook, advisory boards. I sit on town council in Steadybrook, so um different hats, but all all supporting, you know, or, or hoping to support, you know, community building and development where I am.
0: And you do a phenomenal job at that. Uh, now, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Nigel. Um, Who has been your favorite artist to work with on your label and why?
7: Oh, well, uh, Um Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love all the artists I've worked with for different reasons. I think, uh, you know, I think just for the sake of nostalgia, you know, to throw back to Hillsburn as my my one of my first two signings and as an act that has really been foundational in into what Latin Heart Music has grown into. So without their trust and support early on and uh, having them as a management client, having them as, you know, a label client when I started the label publishing client, when I started the publishing, you know, if, if not for their trust, the credibility that we built together, wouldn't exist and i think that credibility has um yeah has been foundational to a lot of what else has happened since i started with working started working with those those folks and um yeah so i have to say Hillsburn. That's one. if you're making me choose one i mean they're they're such an important part of the company's history uh and 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 love them all um very much
0: Listen, man, you never forget your first.
7: Yeah, well, that's that's true. That's true. They were my first.
0: <laughs> now, um, you joined the Music and L board in 2021. Of course, I believe you joined that uh, February, uh, I would think, because uh, the Music and L awards had to be delayed due to COVID-19. And, of course, that was when uh, they were still going through that shift of, like, you know, having that downfall in 2019 and that resurrection in yep. 2020 where Rhonda stepped on and David Shears took on an extra role. And then there was the restructuring of the board. So um you joined the Music & L board in twenty twenty one and then became the chair that uh, gen- that uh, AGM um in uh late twenty twenty one when Amy House stepped down, and you've been the chair ever since and Mary Beth Waldrum has been the vice chair. We'll get to Mary Beth later on, but uh how did you get involved uh with the music and L board?
7: Yeah, so I was uh I was approached by I believe it was current board members. Asking if I was interested in serving as the chair potentially. Um, and at that time, you know, I we were, Stephanie and I, I think knew that we were expecting Noah. Uh, and I wasn't certain what my what my day-to-day was going to look like with a child in the picture. So I agreed to serve as the vice chair for a year on that board um, so that I could study under Amy House. Uh, and then yeah, so a year later. Amy stepped down from that role, and uh, and I stepped into the role as chair. So it's been, uh, you know, we got quite lucky. You know, you you do mention that the the organization had had some trouble in years prior, but thankfully there was uh, there were some great board members that that stayed on and helped right the ship, and that had a lot to do with you know both uh, Rhonda and and Dave Shears and the work that they did in the intervening years as well to get the organization to be incredible position it's in now with you know just booming membership more government support than ever before more outreach activities the organization i think is more pan provincial than it's ever been um it's it's been very exciting to be a part of and especially for me personally to be able to serve on the board with rhonda uh talk lane as leader as you know she came on as executive director the title is now ceo um, so to be able to study under her as a CEO, I think she's uh, an, an incredible leader. And I've, I've learned so much being on the board, just um, observing and, and mentoring under
0: her. So what is the, what is one lesson that you really have taken away from uh, Rhonda Talk Lane uh, ever since she's been the CEO and ever since you've been uh, on the board as long as you have?
7: Yeah, something I noticed immediately with Rhonda was her um, ability to put her team into position to, to learn and succeed and to um, acknowledge and recognize the good work that her, her team members are doing. I think she's, Agreed. Um, yeah, she, she really so leadership is it's too uh, general a word to be using, but she, she does an incredible job of building her team um, and of recognizing the good work that her team does. And I, yeah, there, there there's lots more I could say about her, but that that was something that I, I saw very, very quickly. and her um relationship development, work with community, with government. um she's she's excellent.
0: I to me, I think that's her best asset is relationship building and building those mm-hmm. bridges that you know were once burned, um like from previous Musganella staff and board members. Um, just having that, plus the support from yourself and Mary Beth and Leonard and Derek. And everyone on that board now that continues to do the great work today, I think it's what's making uh, this iteration of music now the most consistent I feel it's ever been.
7: Yeah, well, we're lucky to have just a great team right across the board on the board. Um, so many talented, thoughtful uh, people who, you know, we've just come together as a really strong collective Um and I, I, I think it shows in the work that the organization has been able to do under Rhonda's leadership. Uh, and I, you know, I again, I've benefited so much from being on this board. I've, I've, I've built relationships with other folks who have been mentors in different capacities, and um, the, the collective knowledge around the table when the board gets together is just—it's crazy.
0: It's absolutely wonderful too, and then just see it thrive as it has. It's amazing. Now, of course, uh, you've been on the ECMA board. Now, I'm not sure if you're still on the board. I could be wrong here. Okay, perfect. Now, um, you were involved. You've been involved in that board now for a few years or so. So, how do you feel about Newfoundland and Labrador's presence over these past, uh, say, like post-COVID years um, since you've been on the board? Did you feel, and especially like coming off the 58 nominations that Newfoundland and Labrador acts have had from this province at the recent East Coast Musical Awards? What is your sense of how the Newfoundland Labrador music scene is done, in a uh, in a wider in a wider range uh, of acts that are from the maritime? So, what are your thoughts on that?
7: Yeah, I think if you look at the you know just the the population bases of each of the four provinces uh, or five you know five groups if you include CD Mike, uh, if you want to break it up that way that are represented in ECMA nominations, um, Newfoundland and Labrador had a really disproportionately positive showing as far as award nominations went this past year showcases so i i think our artists are doing incredible work and that is was very clearly reflected in what happened at the east coast music awards this past year um and hopefully we'll see that repeated in 2024.
0: (laughs) hopefully we can get up to those 60 awards but it's hard to contend with the nova scotia and New Brunswick and PEI and stuff they're all really talented people but it's nice to see Newfoundland and Labrador really really well represented
7: oh absolutely I mean at a certain point you are just dealing with sort of the the realities of uh, population bases and that sort of thing you know Nova Scotia you no know, their population is so much bigger than ours um there's as many people in the HRM as there are in Newfoundland and Labrador the Halifax Regional Municipality so um I, I think we do a great job I love seeing our artists performing. I love especially seeing our artists working hard networking in the the export buyers meetings. I think it was, uh, quote, the Raven that I took particular note of this year, just, like, hustling their butts off uh, in, the, in the export buyers sessions, and that's that's awesome to see. And I think that's part of why Newfoundland and Labrador artists are able to be so impactful at these kinds of events is because they have the, the you know, huge amounts of artistic talent and they've got the business know-how and the support from industry professionals that they they need to be successful in those kinds of environments
0: i could have said it better myself than nigel now um i say for the past year and a half or so yourself and Mary Beth waldrum have run the music and ella board with you being the chair of the board she herself the vice chair and you recently added her as production manager to uh laughing heart music so um how did that come up there? And uh, tell me a little bit more about your working relationship and why you guys work so well together.
7: Yeah, so Mary Beth's been a friend for a very long time. Uh, someone who I've had a huge amount of respect for as a, an industry professional and an artist and performer in her own right. Um, we've been serving on the Music and Out board together for a couple of years. And what sparked it for me was Mary Beth uh, was performing at the Rotary Arts Center with Nico Paolo. And that would have been in, I guess, the fall of 2022. And it just struck me that like, oh, yeah, Mary Beth and I were were on a couple of boards together because she had been on the ECMA board as well. Um, We like a lot of the same artists. We're doing a lot of the same sort of things. She has skill sets that are beyond and complementary to my own. I think I'm good at some things, too. You know, what would happen if if we worked together? So found a way to bring her on board starting in January. And she's been, she's been working with the company since January of this year. And it's, it's been awesome, uh, you know, to have someone to be able to share responsibilities with, you know, there's things that Mary Beth can do a lot better and easier than I can and vice versa. And I think for both of us to be able to trade those things off, it's just like, uh, it's made a world of difference and, you know, It's been amazing to see this year, Mary Beth, win like every industry level award, uh, uh, provincially, regionally, nationally. So um, yeah, she's having a stellar run this year Uh, (laughs) and uh, it's well-deserved, you know, she's got what, 13-ish, maybe 14, 15 years working in the business for most, if not all of the, you know, major festivals and events, doing booking, artist management sitting on the boards promotion work grant writing um yeah she's been hustling and it's it's nice to see her get recognized at you know music and L celebration week at the ecmas by women in music canada um it's
0: been great i just have one question to ask about that does that woman ever sleep
7: I don't think so (laughs) because she, she tours too, you know, she's, she's she's playing, she's playing live with, with artists. She's going on the road. She's in Labrador right now working on uh, our NL venues database that we're building. So she's, she's up there touring uh, and gathering information on a bunch of the Labrador based venues Uh that we hope to have on, on the database. And a quick plug for that, if you don't mind, Zach. Absolutely. Um, Uh, Talk,
0: talk a bit more about that. Why are you deciding to, build up a nl venues database because i think that's a really phenomenal idea uh explain more about that
7: yeah so for me it came from my experience during come home year booking rum ragged so i i might be exaggerating but i feel like i booked those guys 30 maybe 40 gigs in the province that summer and throughout that year oh, Jesus. and a lot of those shows if not all of them sold out, Uh, of course, crowds love them, it's rum ragged. Of course. Uh, And to me, it was just like, you know, you can tour Newfoundland and Labrador so much deeper and so much more comprehensively than most folks think to do. And I think part of why more people don't do that is just a, a lack of information, a lack of communication, cohesion. So we're building this free searchable online database that we're hoping we'll have every arts presentation type space in the province included um, by the time we go live with it next year to help celebrate the year of the arts and what we're planning to do is um, pilot a couple of tours using the database so we're going to take a couple of newfoundland and labrador base acts a couple of out-of-province acts and build some tours for them using the database and you know, through communication with the network that we're building, putting this database together so that folks can, you know, folks within Newfoundland can plan tours that go beyond sort of the major centers. Uh You know, a lot of people would, you know, you might drive from St. John's and stop in Gander or Grand Falls, Corner Brook on the way to the ferry kind of thing. But, uh, there's, there's so much more, uh, opportunity out there. And there are so many communities that are just, I think hungry and eager for live music and performances. And I think we can, we can connect a couple of dots and create a resource that anybody will be able to use and that we're going to sort of prove out with a couple of test cases on our own.
0: Absolutely, man. Now, um, another one of the projects that you've uh, recently uh, launched uh, over the past month or so is 62 Broadway. Now I was down there in Cornerbrook, um, Last October, and uh, I believe Broadway is like the downtown hub of Cornerbrook, and uh, that's a recent uh, entertainment hub that you uh, opened up. So uh, tell me a little bit more about 62 Broadway and why you decided to uh, make a hub for uh, for the city of Cornerbrook or for the town of Cornerbrook. Uh, it, it was a city, but now it's a town. But explain more about 62 Broadway.
7: Yeah, so I've been I've been underpaying myself uh, every year since I started the company so that I could retain retain capital within the company to invest in you know uh, a big opportunity if and when it presented itself i think we started the chat saying like you know i didn't pay myself for the first two years so i've been sort of tucking away money within the company saving and investing um and it got to a point i guess at the beginning of 2022 where i realized like i needed a space and looking at the market what's what rentals were going to cost versus what a mortgage would be to carry to just own a property outright it, it made way more sense for me to to look at buying a space so the company closed the purchase of 62 broadway in december of 2022 it was formerly the home of tweed so folks may know sort of what happened with tweed and canopy growth corporation They I think they had some exclusivity in the province as cannabis distributors, but didn't meet certain of the requirements of their contract with the okay. province and had to had to had to move out. So um got a got a great deal on the building. I had lots of awesome equipment still in it. it. It was beautifully renovated in 2017. Um and you know, we were really public about the fact that what we wanted to do in this space was create a multidisciplinary art sub where um Creators from a variety of disciplines could come in, do their creative work, do their business work and have, uh, you know, a public facing opportunity to, you know, engage with or sell to the public. So the, the long term plan is, uh, in our lower level, we're going to have a, a full visual arts space, a full recording studio, a multi purpose, uh, creative space up here on the main floor where, you know, I'm calling you from today. We've got our you know our our big boardroom, our big event space, um, some shared office space, uh, a, a temporary recording studio in the back that uh, we're very blessed to have Louis McDonald running, um, awesome. and we've got a little footprint out front that uh, you know we're calling our artisan shop right now, where we've got it's, it's close to a dozen local makers selling wow. their goods and wares plus the record shop. So uh, we're trying to s- sort of support the full life cycle. Uh, for creative folks. So you can come in, you can make, you can do your business, you can sell to the public or engage with the public. And then, Zach, my longer-term vision uh, is I want to have Broadway turned into or dubbed officially as a a creative district. And there's a couple of buildings that I'd like to repurpose here that are currently unoccupied that uh, I want to use, you know, some social financing to turn into uh, affordable or low-cost artist housing so that the artists who come and create about out of our space and work out of our space can live can live where they're working and do so affordably so mm-hmm. um that's that's well who knows when that happens <laughs> in the future but i'm putting that out because uh that's what we're trying to do if anyone would like to support that kind of vision please please be in touch
0: <laughs> but it's great to see you know you're turning cornerbrook into like You're really helping the town of Cornerbrook really, uh, and the West Coast in general, grow into, like, a place where arts can be developed. Because, again, when we all think about developing the arts, we immediately go to St. John's because that's the biggest city uh, in the province. But there's more opportunities outside the Isthmus than people would think. And it's great to see that yourself and Mary Beth and the rest of the people out there on the West Coast and out of Cornerbrook are really, uh, you know, putting in the work to help you uh, really develop a nice art scene out there and uh, really happy uh, that you're that it's really starting to like get on its feet. But once you get that more longer term vision in there, it'll really thrive. And um, once again, congratulations on the opening of that.
7: Yeah, and have to credit, you know, there's been a lot of development in Cornerbrook over the last five, 10 years, a lot of really cool breweries, which have changed the landscape of downtown, I think about bootleg brew and, and boomstick brew out of the hue and draw the hue and draw boutique hotel. Um, closer to home here on Broadway, we just had an incredible food hub, uh, open up where, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to get all my vegetables from local farms. They're, they're having an official launch here next week. So there's just, there's a lot of development happening, um, in ways that are contributing meaningfully to the landscape of the city and to the culture of the city. And, you know, I'm grateful to have, uh, a city council too, that is in support of, a lot of this kind of development and are, you know, doing things like running, running the train, uh, for all of the the locals and the tourists that go through all the parts of the downtown core and are really helping to just revitalize and give this city, a a, a facelift.
0: And listen, man, next time I'm out in Cornerbrook, I got to stop by 62 Broadway. Whenever there's a show there, you and me are meeting up, and we're getting some food and we're having a good time. And, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. once again, you're really thriving. I mean, like eight years into uh, laughing hard, uh, It has exploded, and um, it's only onward and upward from here, my man.
7: Yeah, I hope so, Zach. I mean, um, yep, there's there's bumps in the road always, but we've managed to navigate them. Uh, We've got a great team, uh, and I should shout out to, you know, we're talking about 62 Broadway. Uh, I meant to get into, you know, once the province caught wind of what we were doing here, all of the provincial government support we received, and especially Jerry Byrne and, and his team, um, which enabled us to hire the incredible staff we've got here at 62 Broadway. So I mentioned Louis McDonald, who's our in-house producer and engineer. Uh, we've got Jeff Shepard out at the front desk handling all the administrative sort of stuff. Scott Shepard, our youth coordinator, who's really tied in tight um, the, the the youth music community and the youth music scene here. And, and Debbie Brown who's our events coordinator who's been putting off a lot of the, the events we've done here and has great partnerships and relationships with folks like, you know, the association for new Canadians who music and is connected really tightly with as well. So, um, yeah, it, it, it takes, uh, it takes a village and we're lucky to have a, a large and very supportive village here, uh, <laughs> that we, you know, couldn't be doing this without.
0: That's wonderful, man. Now turning back to the music for a second, because uh, we're gonna get to one of the, your artists, uh, songs from uh laughing heart music uh right after this conversation on next to connect um what's next for laughing heart music and uh we're just gonna focus on the music for a second um what's next down the pipeline i know kelly mcmichael's working on a new record Ron ragged's got gone jake coming out in the fall um what about reuben rake um and what are the updates on all those albums that uh you know are are in the works or are currently you know just about to be in the works
7: yeah, Ruben Rake, uh, working on a new full-length record. Rum Ragged have got a, a new full-length in the can that we're, we're preparing to release. Kelly McMichael's starting work on a new full-length, uh, Anthony LKS out in Winnipeg. Now Toronto has got a, a full-length record. We'll be putting out his brother Andrew O in Winnipeg has a full-length record. We'll be putting out talking with, uh, Sophie Noel Magnolia about a new record. Times at a Halifax new music guys in silver wolf band next year um, you know we're planning to 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 put some new music together so there's uh you know everyone on the roster is is either working on or has recorded you know a new full-length record so it's it's really exciting i think 2023 moving into 2024 is going to be one of the busier release periods for the label ever and and some new signings that we can't quite talk about yet But that i'm very excited about um so yeah like tons tons of new music coming tours coming showcases every weekend through the fall (laughs) uh it's going to be busy plus some overseas trips that well i'll be excited to talk about in late 2023 early 2024 for some folks um yeah gonna maybe get to go to india for the first time but more to more to come on that
0: that's wonderful. We'll definitely get you on again uh, before uh, you, you do that. And uh, so for people yeah. who want to find out who you got on the radar to sign next, what new music's coming out, and what are you going to be doing at 62 Broadway? Um, and to keep up with the, this journey of Nigel Jenkins and Laughing Heart, uh, where can they go?
7: Yeah, for management label publishing, laughingheartmusic.com has links out to you know the management, the label, and the publishing divisions of the company. LHM Records, LHM Publishing, uh, and then 62Broadway.ca for everything that's happening at 62Broadway. And at each of those sites, you can find all of our respective social media tags. It's just uh, at LHM Records across socials for, for LHM and for 62Broadway, uh, at 62, like 62, the numbers, Broadway CB for Cornerbrook, at 62Broadway CB on socials.
0: Well, Nigel, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Musical Connections podcast in a longer conversation this time compared to the one we had in Cornerbrook in October. Yeah. Best of luck with everything you're doing with Laughing hard, Man. It's so great to see you thriving and uh, really the West Coast really exploring as an arts hub uh, in Newfoundland and Labrador. And I'm looking forward to hearing... What Ruben Rake, what Run Ragged, what Kelly McMichael, and what Silver Wolf Band are going to be working on over the next uh, year or so. And what new signings you have on the horizon. I'm super excited to see what you got in store, Nigel. And uh, if I don't see you then, I'll probably be seeing you at Music Celebration Week, if you're going to be down there. I'll probably see you then. But, Nigel, thank you so much for joining me on Next to Connect here on the Musical Connections podcast. You have a wonderful day, and uh, congratulations on all the success you've been having in the past eight years, and especially this year in general.
7: Yeah, thanks Zach, look forward to seeing you and chatting again soon
0: It's always great to catch up with Nigel You can catch whatever he's up to by following Laughing Heart Music on their various social channels Rec. and the website for that is LHMREC.com. Right now here is one of the artists from the roster that honestly this song has become one of my favorite tunes of the year It comes from Rum Ragged and the song is Lazy Afternoon right here on the Musical Connections Podcast.
1: It's a lazy afternoon I'd love to hear a lonesome tune Come lifting and adrifting by my ears To make sure what blues that may have gathered round Get blown away and like the nasty shadows disappear And it's okay if you will stick around. You made my day the day you came to town. Sing a song for the dusty road. I've been a trifle overloaded. Carrying a bit more than I need. Still I really go nowhere I settle down in a big armchair The fire is blazing, sitting lazily And it's okay if you will stick around You made my day the day you came to town Belinda walks on by She nods her head And she winks an eye As if to say It's good to see you here Would you have a cup of tea? It really means a lot to me To know that you're around This time of year And it's okay If you Stick around, you made my day the day you came to town. It's a lazy afternoon I'd love to hear A lonesome tune come Lifting and drifting By my ears To make sure the blues that may have Gathered round get blown Away and like the nastiest Shadows disappear And it's Okay if you Will stay close. You made my day the day you came to town, and it's okay if you will stick around. You made my day the day you came to town.
0: puts a wrap on episode 43 of musical connections a big thank you to nigel jenkins for joining me as my guest on next to connect always great to catch up with nigel and thank you to all the musicians that contribute tunes for newfound releases of course if you have any questions on either segment of the podcast whether it's newfound releases or next to connect you can send an email over to musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com or you can dm me on my various social media channels Next week on next to connect we will be talking with Lorna Lovell. We're going to talk to her all about her two brand new albums, plus her music career as a whole. We're also going to be looking for a brand new batch of newfound releases to cover for that week as well. Of course, new episodes of Musical Connections drop every Tuesday at 12 noon, Newfoundland Standard Time, on Apple, Spotify, RSS, or wherever you get your podcast. Once again, thank you so much for connecting. I've been your host of Musical Connections, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another, and until next time, safe home.